Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. This is episode 93, What is a Sleep Regression? So we're kind of just taking a big old step backwards. I hope that you Googled this and you found this podcast. I hope that a friend forwarded this to you because you were asking them the other day. (laughs) By the way, did you know it's super easy to forward a podcast? All you have to do if you're on the podcast app is hit the box with the arrow up and there you go. If you're on another platform, I'm sorry, I don't know. If you're listening on my website, then you can copy and paste and uh, airdrop it or send it, whatever it is. This podcast is going to be so informative because if especially you are a new mom, And you're like, why is everybody talking about these like regressions and a sleep regression? Let us just all take a collective deep breath and know that it's going to happen and we don't have to be afraid to ask questions. And that's really my, one of my goals of this podcast is for you to not be afraid to ask the questions that should seem obvious, but you're like maybe afraid to ask. So you go to Google or you just head to my podcast here and you listen. So what is a sleep regression? A sleep regression is basically a change in your child's normal sleep pattern. It's like a little blip or it can be a pretty big blip on a waveform of they're like, hey, they're doing normal. And then, whoa, what the heck is happening? If you sense that your child's sleep patterns have changed and they are going backwards and it definitely seems like you're losing sleep at night, you're probably in a sleep regression. Now, sleep regressions happen like at any age. You can't really avoid them, but I do believe you can navigate them with a lot more confidence so it's not as terrible. A sleep regression can last anywhere between two to maybe four weeks. I typically give the marker of a two weeks simply because if bad sleep continues after two weeks, it gets a lot harder to go backwards and then try to like remind, retrain, what have you. If a sleep regression is longer than two weeks, I generally am telling parents, like, that's probably a new habit. And I'll get into some examples here. However, let's start and just go through, like, some actual examples. So we, we know what a sleep regression, like the definition, it's when your child's sleep patterns, their normal sleep patterns change or shift. So let's go through some tangible examples. Now, for newborns, the typical, I'd say, like, regression-ish period or change in their sleep patterns happens at eight to nine weeks from due date. In fact, the other day I had a message from a mom who said, help, my little one is nine months old and they used to be a great sleeper. Now they're waking up three times a night. What do I do? Do I feed them because they haven't been feeding three times a night? Well, I reassured this mom that for one, I will never tell you to not feed your newborn, like feed your newborn, that's what they need. But it actually is super common for an eight to nine week old to go through a regression in a way, I'm putting like air quotes here, like regression, um, because they now know the difference between day and night. That happens at eight to nine weeks from due date. So if you're listening to this, and you have an eight to nine week old who is struggling and you feel like you're going backwards and what used to be great is not so great anymore, it's normal, it's natural, hop into the newborn course and we will help you out there. So eight to nine weeks from due date, yes, you could expect a little bit of a regression there simply because they're knowing day versus night. So that can start to change some of their sleeping patterns. Then we come up to that four month mark slash 16 weeks mark. 
this is when that four month sleep regression that even if you don't know what a sleep regression is, you've probably already heard this from other moms or you've maybe maybe been like, you know, prepared for it mentally and like, oh, watch out that four month regression. You think your baby's a great sleeper? You just wait. I hate when people say that, by the way, like just wait. Come on. Anyways, the four month regression is actually you know, you could term it, and I've heard other people say this, and I said it, actually Chad brought this up like years ago. He was like, it's actually a progression. Now I see people say this everywhere, which is so funny that he was on the trend. But the four-month regression can really be like, it's a progression because your child is growing and that's to be celebrated. They go from having these like spastic, uh, not very set uh, sleep patterns. Yes, they know the difference between day versus night, but they their sleep cycles are not regulated. They actually only have two sleep cycles and at the four month mark, like right about this time, then they start to develop mature sleep cycles like you and I. And so what happens is that once they go from these like newborn kind of like all over the place sleep to more of like a set rhythm of sleep cycles and cycling in and out of those patterns, usually what happens is if that baby has been rocked, held, nursed, anything to sleep, they're depending on other things. They've never had any understanding that they could maybe slightly do the little things themselves. You're probably going to experience a massive backsliding because the little baby is not understanding that oh, I could do this for myself. Instead, they're waking up every 90 minutes, which, <clears throat> hint, hint, wink, wink, was my story with Ellie. So I get ya. They can be waking up every 90 minutes. That's one sleep cycle. Looking for pacifier, bottle, rocking, whatever it was that got them back to sleep. That's what they're going to search for all night long. So that four-month regression is real, but it's actually your child is growing and they're changing and it's time to change with them and teach them how to sleep independently. Now, just as a little aside here, in case you're listening, you're like, oh my gosh, Becca is so harsh. She's talking about a four-month-old putting themselves to sleep. Yes, I am, but you don't sleep train them in any type of like cry it out form where you just let them figure it out. You have to help them. You have to support them. So of course, our four to five-month-old program gives you that guidance on, hey, here's how you can gently support baby to learn how to sleep independently. So moving on. Then the probably the most common one that happens next is about the eight month time. So the normal like eight month regression people talk about. In fact, even this morning, you guys, I was on the phone with a family who I worked with four months ago. He was four months old and we got started in personal coaching. Fast forward four months later and in mom's email, she says, is there an eight month regression? People are telling me this and I think it's real because we're struggling. <laughs> And we hopped on the phone and there were two things that actually caused this eight month old baby to regress and to have some challenges. So normally at eight months old, we're seeing the eight month regression is centered around learning a new skill like crawling. And so usually what we're finding is that baby is learning some new skills and their body is processing. They get in the crib and they are just excited to put that skill to work. But this little one was also working through getting over a little cold and um, had a fever and things like that. So sickness and the development skills regressed baby. And so mom and I talked through, okay, this is how we're going to get back on track. And I think this is an amazing moment to simply pause because there is an exact clip. I told her, I was like, hey, are you in my sleep society? She was like, no, no, I'm not. I just listened to your podcast and you know we worked together months ago, so I didn't think I needed that. And I was like, girl, there is so much in the sleep society because she wanted to know if this was going to happen again. And I said, yeah, 
It is. At 10 months old, there's actually a change we need to work through. So instead of me telling you and just walking through the podcast, I'm actually going to give you guys a sneak peek into my Sleep Society video. You see, the Little Z Sleep Society is your roadmap to handle the regressions. We have over 80 videos, over 80 videos walking through common things that happen, such as the nap transitions, or how to get back on track after travel, or how to travel in general, or let me see the new ones. Oh, the bedtime routines for a toddler once they drop the bedtime feed. We go through what happens when your little one starts to cry when they go into the room and that never happened before, like all the things. And so here is a clip from the 10 months what to expect video. I think you will find super enlightening. Okay. To be honest, this is my favorite age. 10 to 14 months is a blast because you have a baby right now and in just a few months, you're gonna look at your child and be like, oh my gosh, you're a little person and it's a lot of fun. So at 10 month old, they're going to start to exercise a little bit of toddlerhood here because they're going to start to be a little stubborn and you're gonna start to put them down for a nap and they won't fall asleep and you're gonna wonder why are you not sleeping? You're so good at napping, what's going on? This is sometimes the age where we need to up their wake window just slightly. You've been rocking a two nap schedule for quite a while and you're not ready for a one nap. I get that question a lot on Instagram where parents reach out and say, my kid is 10 and a half months, they're not napping for the second nap, they're really only napping for like an hour for nap one, is it time to go to a one nap schedule? The answer is pretty much no. Very, very rarely have I seen a nine or a 10 month old go to a one nap schedule. What I want you to do instead is just up your wake windows ever so slightly. So instead of a two and a half hour gap in the morning, let's go up to three hours between morning, get up from the crib and going down for nap one. Between nap one and nap two, you could go three and three hours and 15 minutes or three and a half hours. You can play with that window. And at the end of the day, between nap two and bedtime, you could go all the way up to four hours of waking. So this is just something that you're going to need to experiment with. It's not going to be copy and paste per kid. In fact, our two girls were completely fine with a two and a half hour wake window in the morning. I just want you to take note of how your baby changes over this month to see if you need to make any fine tunes in their schedule. Now, sometimes babies at this age are taking their first step, or maybe they're really mastering cruising. Remember at this age and at this stage, we want to enjoy that. We want to encourage them to do that, but it is going to cause some sleep regression. So in the nighttime, you may find that your child is standing up when they wake up and then they sit back down. If you truly believe they are stuck, you can go help them, but we're not going to play Jack and box all night long where you go in, you go in, you go in just to put them down and they go up and put them down and they go up. We're not playing that game. So I would do this up to three times and then that is it. Now we are almost to the 12 month mark where we're going to be getting rid of bedtime feeds and we're going to be making sure that the bottles are gone. So over the next month to two months, let's really just relish in the fact that your baby is actually still a baby. It's really, really fun. There are slight changes that we just need to stay on top of so that we can enjoy these last several months before baby turns one. So yeah, it's actually pretty common that at 10 months old, we need to make some adjustments. And oftentimes if you don't and your baby does need that little boost in wake times, you could experience another regression. In fact, at 10 months old, I've had many parents email and say, am I crazy or is my baby ready for a one nap? I'm like, no, 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 they're not. We just need to tweak some things and it's those wake times. So I hope that was beneficial for you guys who are, maybe you have a nine month old going on 10 month old or you have a 10 month old going on 11 month old and you're like, what in the world is happening? 
definitely maybe time to adjust those wake windows because they're just ready for a little bit more. All right, jumping forward next, we have the 12 month regression. This absolutely deals with all of the just explosion and development that happens around one-year-olds. So at this time, they may or may not be ready for that one nap. They're usually learning how to pull up, take a few steps, cruising, or maybe if you have the kid, you're like, no, you've been walking since 10 months. Maybe they're already walking and they're working on running or jumping. This age, and I'm going to say that's like a range, like 12 to 14 months, these little ones, these young toddlers are just going through so much developmentally and their wake times, they're ready for more. You're letting go of some of the baby things, which hint, hint, wink, wink, there is a ton of information on that in the sleep society. But it's normal to experience, again, a little blip right about this age. Yes, at this time, they are ready for that one nap transition, so you can work towards that. But overall, what I don't want people to experience is that they've had a blissful first year of baby sleeping well, they've handled all the transitions great, and they get to that 12 to 14 month and they're, they're like, well, everything's fine, so I'm just going to keep on going. You see, the thing is, sometimes you don't see the need for a change, and so you just keep doing the same thing until one day you hit 18 months and you're like, why is my life falling apart? And it's like, well, you should have cut the bedtime milk. You should have transitioned to sippy cups. And you know what? We could have, should have, would have all day long. The point of this is that it is normal. It is so normal for you to feel like at 12 months old that it's too soon. It's like, what happened to that first year? Why do I have to like make all these changes? It's normal to feel that way. But trust me, you won't go through the 18-month regression if you apply the 12 to 14-month changes, like the one nap, removing bedtime milk, adding in playtime, working through the development, all of those things. So really the next marker is that 18-month one. And generally, I have to say like blanket statement, the reason you experience an 18-month regression is because you're not following up on things that could have and should have been changed at the 12-month mark. So just a little pointer there if you're looking at a young toddler wondering like, oh my gosh, there's things I need to change. I didn't know it. It's okay. We can do it now. Then around like I'd say 22 to 24 months, like right about this two-year mark, I do notice that toddlers are starting to go through a nap regression. They are way too young to stop napping. So don't think that it's okay to rip the nap away from a two-year-old. It's not. They need it, and they need it now more than ever because, again, they're going through a lot. But there are two ways that we can help deal with this typical nap regression for toddlers. For one, I actually want you and need you to put your toddler into pajamas for their nap time. It sounds like a whole extra step and it sounds like extra, but it's so worth it. Think about it. Are you going to go take a nap in your jeans and whatever clothes you wore to work today? No, you're going to go get cozy and get under your covers and take a great nap. At least that's what I would do. So your toddler's the same way. If you've been playing, you went to the park, you went to the gym, okay, great, let's go home, let's do our routine, let's have our lunch, all that good stuff, but when you're getting ready for the nap, we're gonna put you into cozy clothes, we're gonna get your pajamas on, yay! Also at this age, it's a great opportunity to implement the toddler clock. And I have an entire video on that in the Sleep Society on introducing a toddler clock. This is an awesome way for your toddler to know red is time for bed. 
here we go. Yay, it's bedtime. So two years old around this age, yes, a nap regression is normal, but you can work through it. Instead of getting to the point where you're like, fine, my two-year-old, they're just resisting nap. We're just not going to have a nap anymore. I guarantee you, you are going to experience nightmares and possibly night terrors at this age because they're going to be overtired. You've got to give these two-year-olds naps. They still need it, okay? Then I would say the next big one that happens, and it's not like the last one, um, I'll get to that in a second, but one of the last like age-wise ones that I see is about two and a half. I do notice that toddlers are waking up throughout the nighttime chatting, talking, or just sitting there. You've probably heard me tell you the story about a toddler I worked with once who was waking up in the nighttime dancing, real for true, dancing on the monitor. And the only reason that mom knew was because she had a newborn. And so when she was waking up to nurse the newborn, she was looking at the monitor and she was like, what? (laughs) I've got that video somewhere. I need to find it. So she sent me this video of her toddler dancing in the crib. I mean, he was, he wasn't standing like, you know, getting it, getting down. He was sitting there, um, like grooving, dancing, arms going. It was hilarious. And so these two and a half year olds, and, and it can be anywhere between two to two and a half, they're going through just this, like a huge language, language acquisition. They are exploding with new words or putting words together. They are so much fun. They're also really stubborn. Um, so I absolutely want you to know that at this age, they still need 11 to 12 hours of all night time sleep. They still desperately need that. So sometimes when parents see a child waking up in the nighttime, like playing, they're thinking, oh, maybe they got enough sleep. No, they, they need to sleep 11, 12 hours, okay? So yes, regressions are going to happen. Um, And even beyond this, so a little just kind of peek into the next part, um, I would even say that I regress in my sleep sometimes. And I think this is true. Like if we look at ages three all the way up to adults, there are going to be times where you regress. For instance, two weeks ago, I was stressed out about all kinds of things. We were looking at um, purchasing um, a house to build a house. We were working on a new project. Uh, We just had all of this like life stuff happen. Um, My oldest was having some difficulty with some things at school and it was just like an avalanche and I could not sleep. I I literally, I couldn't fall asleep at night. I would get up and just work because I was just like, whatever, I just, I can't do it. So let's just work on stuff that I'm thinking about. And there's periods where I'm not sleeping so great. Now it was miserable. I like was so, so sad that I couldn't sleep because it's been a while. But then guess what? Okay. The next week I made sure I got back in my routines. I made sure I continued my exercising, my eating well, like drinking water, all those things that I had kind of slipped on the week before because I was just stressed. And all right, we're back to normal. All right. We're back in my groove of sleeping eight hours a night. So even adults, we're going to regress sometimes in our sleep. And so for these older ones, like three-year-olds all the way up to us, if your child is starting to slip, if they're starting to regress in their sleep, let's think about circumstances that are happening. Maybe did you move to a new home? Maybe uh, did you just introduce a new sibling to the family? Did they get sick? Was there something in their life that was stressing them out? Now, there's not really much that's going to stress a three-year-old out, but for your older kiddos, like your elementary school kids, are is something stressful happening? at school. There's always something that we can just kind of piece together and figure out. I am a huge advocate for really knowing and understanding your child, but also knowing like how you can help them. Now, I don't know all the answers. That's why I'm so thankful for a world where we can get help. 
But for these these babies, for these toddlers, for these preschoolers, normal things are going to happen. They're going to start to stall at bedtime because they were given an inch and they're going to take a mile, right? They're going to start asking you to lay with them for five minutes and that's going to translate into laying with them all night long. There's all of these little things that just start to give that seem okay. And then one day you wake up and you're like, what in the world is happening? So whether it is something developmentally or maybe it is something circumstantially that's happened, you have access to an entire roadmap to help your child get back on to sleep. Or if you're listening to this and none of this is happening, but you want to be proactive, that is a reason to join the Sleep Society. So in case you are unfamiliar, the Sleep Society is actually a quarterly membership. That mom that I chatted with on the phone, she could have avoided all of these things if she was just in the Sleep Society. But instead, we had a 30-minute support call because things were just going all wrong. So I want to urge you to check out our quarterly or our annual membership, which is actually a big savings. There are so many ways that you guys can continue to keep making sleep a thing. All we need to do is just stay on top of their sleep. So you can head to littlezsleepsociety.com to check out all the ways to join and all that's included because it's actually not just 80 videos. We have community boards. We have a customized Q&A webinar with me once a month. There are so many perks along the way. And oh yeah, the newborn course is included. How did I forget that one? But it's not just me talking about how awesome sleep is. We are approaching 600 members, y'all, inside the Sleep Society. And this is a worldwide group of families who are committed and value to continue making sleep a thing. So this is absolutely for you. If you know that your rock star sleeper can sleep well and you want to make sure they keep sleeping well. So again, you can head to littlezsleepsociety.com, choose quarterly or yearly membership. And I can't wait to see you inside. We have an introductions post every week, so I will be sure to tag you and come say hello. It is so much fun to dig through sleep. I don't know if I'm the only one who feels like that, but I love it. And I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. Sweet dreams. See you next time.